Hello, everybody. This is Jesse Shrek, founder and on-field director with Practical Missions Cohort. And today we are doing another question with another answer. And this one uh, is a question having to do with what is it like doing the evangelism and discipleship, church planning, all, all this ministry here on the field in Italy. So stay tuned and we'll jump into this one together. Okay, uh, so the question that we have today uh, is from uh, our about a, a year or so ago when we were back, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in the states, and uh, somebody asked this question, and it kind of made me laugh at first because it was such a generic question. The guy said, "What is it like doing ministry in Italy? What is it like doing ministry in Italy?" That's the question, and uh, at first my response was, uh, "Awesome, terrible." You know, I don't even know how to. What is it like? There's so much to it, uh, but it's actually a really good question, uh, and I think it can reveal a lot of what it's like here, uh, serving the Lord in Italy, in this place, uh, how things work, and it gives you a, a good feel if you're new to the ministry and what it would be like in Italy if you're just for the first time considering. Uh, it's actually a really good question. So uh, two two responses come to mind right away as I consider this again, and uh, that is, what is it like doing ministry in Italy? On one hand, it's absolutely terrible, and I'll explain that. On the other hand, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I'll get into that as well, and we'll look at what that means. Uh, so terrible, uh, I'll, I'll tackle that one first. It's terrible doing uh, missions work in Italy because Italy is the one place in the world that is known as the graveyard for missionaries. The graveyard for missionaries themselves. And this truth is, uh, is emphasized when you consider <clears throat> 90% of evangelical missionaries that come to Italy to serve the Lord Jesus, full of faith, fully supported, confident in the Lord, uh, sent by the Lord Himself, set apart by the Holy Spirit, and sent into the work here. Ninety percent of the people who come and serve the Lord here in Italy, within four years, they leave the mission field and return back to the states. And that's a troubling statistic. How could that be? But I think uh, that does in itself. That statistic emphasizes and reveals the reality of what it is like doing missions work in Italy. It's terrible. Uh, so. Uh, these are, are truly gifted men and women of the Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit, born again, loving Jesus, fully supported, all this, and yet still, somehow, in some way, they leave the mission field within four years, 90% of them. And uh, and even those that stick around can go crazy after a while, literally. Uh, I know of one person in particular who actually became an atheist after 20 or 30 years on the mission field here in Italy. Uh, all kinds of crazy things. Uh, you can never underestimate what could happen to a man or a woman serving the Lord in Italy uh, because the spiritual context is so wild. It's the jungle, spiritual jungle of the world. Uh so the, it's terrible also, not just because it's the graveyard uh, for missionaries, but I have a note here, few missionaries come in the first place to Italy. Uh, it's a forgotten mission field. People overlook it. They think there's a long church history here in Italy, and there is, uh, but a gospel-saturated culture does not exist here. Uh, people who know Jesus know the gospel, very, very few. And I just put a, a post on the, the PMC Facebook today reminding everybody 1% or less of the 60 million people in Italy are evangelical with a proper understanding of what the gospel is and how one can be saved. 99% of the people of Italy are unreached, in other words. 99% are unreached. And sadly, it's terrible here because few missionaries come in the first place, and even when they do come, few stick around and uh, and produce fruit. It's just, that's the reality. 
Why else is it terrible uh, doing missions in Italy? Uh, there's a great spiritual oppression, which also, as I mentioned, leads to some missionaries actually literally going crazy uh, or, or losing their mind. All kinds of things can happen or falling into sin. Uh, there's a great spiritual oppression here from centuries of the Roman Catholic Church's influence and only their influence on the entire society, on the entire culture. It's literally embedded into the culture at every corner. Statues of Mary, statues of Jesus on a cross as if he's still dead. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, all kinds of rituals and, 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 and repeated repetitious prayers, all kinds of things you can imagine, uh, places where you light candles and, and drop in coins and earn yourself some grace. There's centuries of Roman Catholic doctrine only being taught in this land. No evangelical presence, basically, at all. And on top of that, there's an intense uh, spiritual warfare. Uh, now, if I want to give an image to the spiritual warfare of Italy, the best image I've seen ever comes from the movie The Lord of the Rings. I think it's the final chapter, the final episode, where Frodo and Sam and that uh, crazy guy, uh, Schmeagel, I think his name is, are going into the fiery dark place. I think it's called Mortar or something like that. Mortar. And, uh, they're going in there, and all of a sudden, the, the, the weight and the smoke, the filthy, polluted air is, a, is an image, I think, of the spiritually polluted air in a land like Italy that for centuries has been abandoned, nobody doing anything here, no gospel presence, and literally, people start to think their friends are their enemies. People start to think their enemies are their friends. If you remember in the scene, uh, Frodo actually thought Sam was eating the food and was a bad guy and pushed him away. And in reality, he was protecting Frodo and carrying him to the end. And eventually, he figures that out and comes back and does save him and, and even is able to hold the ring and not be possessed by it and, and able to give it back to Frodo and so on. Uh, and But the other guy was actually being a terrible deceiver and trying to kill Frodo, right? So that's some of the, the, the spiritual uh, reality and the spiritual warfare of Italy is very much like what you see in that film there here in Italy. I've seen it, experienced it firsthand. It's the reality. It's scary and it's terrible. Again, uh, how is missions in Italy? Terrible. Few missionaries. It's the graveyard of missionaries. There's great spiritual oppression. And on top of it, I would add this. There are sophisticated people. Now, typically when we think of missions uh, back in, in the, here in the West and here in the, in the U.S., there in the U.S., uh, people, we think of going to jungles. We think of going to tribes. We think of uh, that kind of missions, which is important and very needed still today. Absolutely. Uh, but what we don't often think of is going to a, a sophisticated kind of people. A people with a, a long history of many people that have changed the world, inventors, uh, artists, all kinds of influential people throughout the centuries. Even at one time, the, the Italian people, Rome, was taking over the entire world. And uh, these are sophisticated folks, intellectual folks. Uh, and, and, and you have a weird combination here when you're reaching folks like this. When you go to the jungle or you go into the, you know, a tribe or something like that, you seem more sophisticated then they do, and they fear you a little bit, are, are intrigued, want to know more. They know you have all kinds of different resources and things they've never heard or even seen. Credit cards, what's that? You give a card to somebody and they give you merchandise. They've never seen stores, anything of this. Uh, they're, not, they're not used to that, and you are like a, almost like a god to them, and they'll listen to anything you say. Kind of the opposite is true here in Italy. Uh, you come as a missionary, you're considered kind of like a bum. You know, Why would you come here? Uh, and and they are sophisticated folk. They dress very nicely. Uh, they eat very well. Uh, so it's, it's the opposite of what most missions uh, would be like. And on top of it, we have uh, there's a combination of super religious folks that are in, in that system of the Roman Catholic uh, religion and committed to it whether, without even understanding what it is. And, uh, and then on top of it, you have um, atheists, on the other hand. 
So yeah, we have we have these two extremes with the sophisticated people. We have the super religious folks uh, that are attached to Roman Catholicism, and uh, and then on the other hand, we have the atheists who have given up on any form of religion, uh, of Christianity, any of this. They don't want anything to do with this. So we have these two extremes that we're always uh, having to deal with. And uh, what's fantastic uh, about uh, what we do here in Italy is, um, this is the other section. So we saw the, the terrible things there and that one. And now we'll look at the, what's fantastic about doing missions in Italy and it's this, we have, a, we have a wide open door here to preach where Jesus Christ literally is not known. The biblical Jesus, the true Jesus is not known here. And we have a wide open door and an opportunity to preach him and to see people meet him, know him, and then be saved and made into his disciples to live for him. Uh, so that's what's fantastic about it here. There's no competition. There's no like, uh, everyone else is already here. Where do I go? It's totally wide open. I mean, you got towns that have been around for thousands of years and almost no evangelical presence. Other t- smaller towns, literally nothing at all. Christian, a true Christian, no gathering of churches, town after town, so many. I think it said there's 34,000 cities and towns in Italy and 32,000 of those cities and towns have zero evangelical witness at all today. Those are people groups, unreached, all over, scattered all over the country of Italy. Uh, So it's a wide open door. There's so much to do. And that's what makes it fantastic here in Italy. Uh, One point here is also uh, what makes it fantastic about serving the Lord here in Italy is it's like living in the book of Acts. Literally, it's like living in the book of Acts. Uh, The Lord is at work in every little thing uh, to grow his church, uh, to open doors for you to evangelize. And as we apply ourselves to evangelism, and discipleship and church planning, we see the hand of the Lord working in every little thing. Nothing is vain. Nothing is wasted. God is using you in every way. And that's a great, abundant Christian life when you're living for him, filled with the spirit and the word and the truth, going, uh, reaching the lost. He's with you in a very special way. And truly, I find that to be the, the best part about being a missionary is walking with the Lord in this way, the day by day, being guided, being directed, being used, uh, because nothing is in vain when you're serving him with all your hearts. Uh, so that's what's fantastic. It's like living in the book of Acts. In addition, it's fantastic to be a missionary and to do missions in Italy because there's currently no persecution. You'll get made fun of all the time. You won't be actually given an ear to, to be heard. Uh, you'll have maybe once in a while they'll throw a cigarette at you or get angry or hostile. But you're, in general, you are not persecuted at all in Italy. We are totally free here to evangelize. The door is wide open and we need to kick that door down and evangelize as much as possible while it's still that way. Uh, we're free to evangelize. There's no persecution. Another great reason why it's fantastic to do missions in Italy today. And lastly, I would say this, God is calling people. He really is. The sovereign Lord has his people scattered all over who are desperate. They need to hear the gospel truth when they're confronted with the reality of who they are before a holy and righteous, good, just God and how they can be saved. The spirit is working, drawing men, regenerating them, causing them to be born again while we're preaching and people are being added. Not not tons of people every day, but in general, he is definitely calling people unto himself here. And there's tons of people all over this country who are not satisfied with life the way it is, who are totally in despair, desperately, they need to hear the gospel and meet the true Jesus uh, in his word and in the Christian community going out and evangelizing them. Uh, there's people all over here desperate to hear the gospel. They need to, and they need us to go to them. And God has given us the ability and uh, the open door to go and do that. So that's why it's fantastic. How is missions in Italy? Terrible. Few missionaries, graveyard of missionaries, 
spiritual warfare is super intense and crazy. People are sophisticated. It's hard to reach when you got these two extremes. Uh, some are super religious, bound to Roman Catholicism, not even knowing why. Others are absolute atheists, don't want anything to do with anything like that, just want to live carnally and get on with life till they die. And then it's super fantastic doing missions in Italy because uh, we have a wide open door to preach Jesus here where he's not known. He's not known in this place, truly. And it's like living in Acts, absolutely exciting, never a dull moment. Uh, except for when you're down in, in despair, which happens, unfortunately. But uh, no persecution here. We're free to evangelize, and God is calling people. Uh, these people are not uh, off the eye of God. He's looking, he's calling people unto himself here, and they're desperate to hear, and when we come to them, they're super thankful when they get saved then because of our ministry. So uh, that's the question for today, and uh, until the next time when we have another question with another answer. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you again for tuning in today uh, to Practical Missions Cohort Podcast, uh, where we are incorporating Christians into the Lord's mission of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy with Practical Missions Cohort so that others can flourish in Jesus' global mission, whether they go or stay. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.